This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The famous radio personality who says he caught COVID on purpose. I have COVID. Why would he do such a thing? As vaccine skeptics pounce on Colin Powell's death. Colin Powell died of COVID. What tells you you've been lied to? It is disgraceful. And outrage over what Trump just said about the late soldier statesman. Then, reporter temptress. Does Putin really believe this American reporter was sent to distract him? Blah, 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 blah. And the crazy stunt. Spewing exhaust fumes right into a crowded restaurant. And toxic, hostile, brings out the worst in people. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. I did not. What Meghan McCain just said about working at The View. Then, inside Meghan and Harry's marriage. From Princess Diana's own biographer, the new Meghan Markle book, from best-selling author Andrew Morton. I was astonished by the number of parallels between Diana and Meghan. Plus, total stranger to the rescue, and Greece is the word. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. If you have been doing everything you can to avoid getting COVID, you will find this baffling. 73-year-old conservative radio host Dennis Prager says he got the disease on purpose. First, he poo-pooed the vaccine. Then he said he hugged thousands of people in hopes of contracting the virus. Stephen Fabian reports he got his wish. A stunning admission today from famed conservative radio host Dennis Prager. He's battling COVID and says he got it on purpose. I have COVID. Instead of protecting himself from COVID, 73-year-old Prager says he went out of his way to catch it. I engaged with strangers, constantly hugging them, taking photos with them, knowing that I was... And making myself very susceptible to getting COVID, which is indeed as bizarre as it sounded, what I wanted. Prager was seen coughing during the broadcast from his home. He looked drained and ill. He has opposed the COVID vaccine and prefers to build natural immunity. But doctors are warning what he did was reckless, especially given his age. This is a deadly disease. Uh, We don't encourage people to go out and get a deadly disease with the hope that they survive it uh, and don't end up having long-term consequences. Natural immunity does provide protection. We don't know for how long, but there is protection. But when you get vaccine, you get much higher levels of antibody 
than you do after natural infection. And vaccine skeptics are using Colin Powell's death from COVID to try to bolster their argument against mandates. Powell was fully vaccinated, but he was battling blood cancer and Parkinson's disease and had a compromised immune system. Like almost everyone his age, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated against COVID. So what does that tell you exactly? What well, tells you you've been lied to. Vaccines may be highly useful for some people, but across a population, they do not solve COVID. The man had just died. And this guy can't wait to make it into a fight about vaccine mandates. It is disgraceful. Of the 726,000 deaths in the USA, 7,178 were breakthrough cases. That's less than 1%. If you're vaccinated, you are much less likely to be severely ill. You're much less likely to die of COVID than if you remain unvaccinated. CNN anchor John King was so outraged at anti-vaxxers citing Powell's death, he made this stunning revelation. So I'm going to share a secret I've never spoken before. I'm immunocompromised. I have multiple sclerosis. So I'm grateful you're all vaccinated. I'm grateful my employer says all these amazing people who work on the floor who came in here for the last 18 months when we were doing this are vaccinated. Former President Trump has a long list of insults he's hurled at other people, but his latest has even some of his supporters shaking their heads. While every other living former U.S. president remembered the late General Powell with praise, Mr. Trump took a different approach. The nation was united in mourning for the death of an icon, Colin Powell. But President Trump startled many Americans today, issuing a statement that dripped with sarcasm. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. Trump may have thought he was being nice when he ended the statement this way. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. The reaction was well, swift. I don't even want to dignify that statement about Colin Powell, who is uh, an American hero. And here's Colin Powell just three weeks before he died. Without further ado, I, I would like to say good morning, Dad. This is a great pleasure to see my daughter here getting ready to interrogate me. Powell was interviewed by his daughter, Linda, for his beloved alma mater, the City College of New York. He choked up talking about interacting with students, many of whom come from humble backgrounds like his in the Bronx. Okay, each of you tell me where you're from, where your parents are from. Each one of them did that. They reminded you of yourself. And Powell's death really hit home for this man. His name is Tony Maggart. Three years ago, Tony saw a driver with a flat tire on a busy Washington, D.C. highway and stopped to lend a hand. Why did you pull over when you saw him on the side of the road? I said, hey, here's somebody. They don't look young. Let me just jump out and help them out. It just seemed like the right thing to do, I guess. He only realized later it was America's most famous soldier statesman. After the incident, Powell went on Facebook and laid tribute to Tony, who lost a leg while serving in Afghanistan. You touched my soul and reminded me about what this country is all about and why it is so great. Let's stop screaming at each other. Let's just take care of each other. You made my day. That whole experience truly changed my life. The two men became pals. They even went to dinner with their spouses. Him and I talk on the anniversary of uh, 
of the, the tire changing event. And that's what really kind of breaks my heart is January will come around and I won't be able to give them a call this year. What a great story. In his final interview, General Powell said he didn't want people to feel sorry for him, despite the fact that he was fighting both multiple myeloma, blood cancer, and Parkinson's disease. Other news today, misogynistic insult against a CNBC reporter who recently interviewed Vladimir Putin. Russian media says she was part of a special operation to tantalize the Russian leader. Amber Cagliano has more. Hello. Wonderful to meet you. Did an American TV reporter use her attractive looks to throw Russian leader Vladimir Putin off his game? Freezing. I'm from Abu Dhabi. It's a bit warmer. CNBC's respected Middle East specialist Hadley Gamble interviewed Putin in front of a live audience at a Russian energy forum. Now the Russian media is going ape over Hadley's long legs and sky-high stiletto heels. One Russian TV news anchor, a prominent Kremlin mouthpiece, said that the 39-year-old journalist squeezed herself into a little black dress. Her legs were caked in an oily shimmer. They claimed she was licking her lips and rolling out her tongue during the interview and positioning herself as a sex object. The Russians also complained that she ran her fingers through her hair and waved her leg out at Putin. We showed the video to body language expert Tanya Ryman. When you look at the big picture overall, they slowed every movement down to make everything look much more salacious than it was. The reporter didn't pull any punches, and Putin clearly wasn't used to tough questions from journalists, especially women. At one point, things got a little tense. A beautiful woman, but I'm saying one thing to you, and you are saying a different thing to me, as if you have not heard what I said. Hadley Gamble is answering her Russian critics with humor, posting this photo with the front page of a Russian newspaper. Back here at home, it's called rolling coal, and it has nothing to do with heating your home. It's a nasty trick. People are playing on others, and nasty is absolutely the right word to describe it. These teenagers were enjoying a nice meal when the totally unexpected happened. Some knuckleheads filled the restaurant with nasty exhaust fumes from a pickup truck. The prank is called rolling coal. The Whataburger restaurant in Cypress, Texas, was packed with students after a football game when the blast of smoke poured in. Jason Manzanares took the video. We've seen a group of people pull up. They were literally outside the entrance door. As soon as they opened the door, a bunch of smoke. They let out a bunch of coal. Rolling coal stunts like this have been menacing innocent people around the country. These cyclists on a mountain road are intentionally bombarded. And this motorcyclist. Do you smoke? A fast food mascot also got slammed. Well, enjoy! And look what happens to this woman. Do you smoke? Yes, I do. All right, we'll just stand by. Rich Strube, who owns Richie's Diesel Performance in Hicksville, New York, says to produce this level of exhaust, engines have to be deliberately modified. Put your, uh, your left foot on the brake, your right foot on the accelerator, and you just put it all the way down. 
While rolling coal is not illegal in most states, a few have passed laws to ban it. When Meghan McCain left The View, she said it was to spend more time with her family. But in her new memoir, she shares that it was also because of what she calls the open disdain she felt from her colleagues. Meghan McCain is revealing the moment she knew it was time to leave The View. It was just her second day back from a three-month maternity leave when she got into an on-air squabble with Joy Behar. I'm talking about somebody so else. Yeah. You missed me so much when I was on maternity leave. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. Don't I did not. You miss fighting I did not me. miss you. Okay, <laughs> I, somebody, oh let somebody answer can the I, question. Can I weigh in? Or I'm you know what? That's moving so nasty. on. I, I like to Joy seemed to smell that vulnerability like a shark smells blood in the water, and she took after it. She writes in her new audiobook, Bad Republican, out Thursday. When we broke for commercial, I burst into tears, not just like tearing up, uncontrollable sobbing. McCain said once the show wrapped for the day, she rushed downstairs, closed my door, and threw up in the garbage can. McCain says she came to a realization, this blank isn't worth this. Nothing in life is worth this. Six months later, McCain announced she was calling it quits. This is going to be my last season here at The View. Always nice, nice on her last day. <laughs> but in her book, Megan says the atmosphere behind the scenes during her time there was toxic, hostile, and brought out the worst in people. This is going to be my last season. The White House may have sounded a note of optimism announcing that ports would be operating 24-7 to get those goods off cargo ships. But will that get the job done? As Jim Murray reports, those containers filled with potential Christmas gifts are just piling up. We've all seen that colossal buildup of container ships off the coast of Los Angeles, and it just keeps getting worse. A record 100 ships are now waiting to unload desperately needed supplies. But you haven't seen this. What happens after the containers are unloaded? I'm at a massive distribution center in Los Angeles where they're trying to get goods from the port to companies. These boxes contain clothing bound for Costco. But now comes a dire warning for all companies. The backlog is so severe, it could take through next year just to catch up. As for the White House promise to operate the ports 24-7, the manager here says it's not even close to happening. You can't just turn it on like a switch. You have to shift manpower. You know, I don't think there's enough labor at the ports right now, qualified longshoremen, to cover three shifts. Another problem, hundreds of empty shipping containers. These shipping containers are piling up. This is one of over 400 empty containers that's ready to go back to China, but they can't until the gridlock at the port is over. And on Thursday, 45 more ships are expected to arrive at ports in California. Now a moment that'll restore your faith in humanity. As his apartment burns, a man sits in his window waiting for help. With fire trucks still minutes away, a total stranger jumps into action. He props a ladder on the roof of his truck to reach the desperate man. And success. He guides the man down just in the nick of time. As firefighters arrive, flames have engulfed the apartment. Lucky indeed. We'll be right back. Next, inside Meghan and Harry's marriage from Princess Diana's own biographer, the new Meghan Markle book from best-selling author Andrew Morton. I was astonished by the number of parallels between Diana and Meghan. And Grace is the word. 
Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. It's the latest book on Britain's royal family from the author in whom Princess Diana famously confided. And Andrew Morton's now got some thoughts on Meghan Markle and who might have speculated about the skin color of Prince Harry's firstborn child. It's the question that has haunted the royals ever since Meghan Markle's bombshell interview with Oprah. Which member of the royal family asked about the color of her baby's skin? There's a conversation with you. With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. I spoke about the lingering mystery with best-selling author Andrew Morton, who also wrote the definitive book about Princess Diana's life in 1992. Do you think they would ever reveal who the person is? I think it's I think it's beholden on them to reveal who it is, and for the, and for the other person uh, to articulate what they really meant because I think it was probably taken out of context. Morden is also questioning Meghan's claim that she felt like a prisoner in the palace. When I joined that family, that was the last time until we came here that I saw my passport, my driver's license, my keys, all that gets turned over. It struck me that, that, that a lot of this was exaggeration. She says that she had the passport taken from her as though she was a prisoner and yet she goes off to New York on a private jet uh, for a baby shower. Uh, she is out and about. Morden's new book is Meghan and the Unmasking of the Monarchy. He draws a direct link between Meghan and the woman who would have been her mother-in-law, Princess Diana. I was astonished by the number of parallels between Diana and Meghan. I mean, they both complained of isolation, of, of no support uh, from the powers that be, of... of, of really being prisoners in the palace. Meghan has now built a whole new life for herself with Harry in California. Diana, ironically, would have been quite envious of her. Do you think that she's sorry that it worked out this way, or do you think she's happy it worked out this way? I think she's sorry that her father was not there to walk her down the aisle. I think that she's sorry about the end of that relationship. Meghan's father, Thomas, called for an end to their rift when he appeared on a British morning show today. This is way too childish. Uh, this is kind of silly. Uh, it's time to talk with each other. We're, we're family. But Morton says Meghan has much to be content with in her new life. I think that she's now a mother, two beautiful children, one who we've yet to see. Um, and has found the man of her dreams. So, you know, f for her, there is a happy ending. 
If you'd like to read an excerpt from Andrew Morton's new book, just come to InsideEdition.com. And when we come back, like mother, like daughter for Angelina Jolie. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. When Angelina Jolie's daughter needed a dress for a red carpet event, all she had to do was shop mom's closet. Like mother, like daughter. Angelina Jolie's daughter, Zahara, wears the same dress her famous mom wore to the Oscars in 2014. Zahara looked like an angel at the premiere of the new movie Eternals last night in L.A. The silver Ellie Saab Couture dress came right out of Angie's closet. She wore it at the Academy Awards seven years ago to the wide approval of the fashion police. The Eternals premiere was also a family affair for the 46-year-old actress. She was joined by five of her six kids. But it was Zahara and that dress that stole the show. And it was Grease Night on Dancing with the Stars. There was a serious 50s vibe in the ballroom. Spice girl Melanie C. channeled Olivia Newton-John in her spandex pants. But her quick step didn't wow the judges, and she was eliminated. And check out 81-year-old Frankie Avalon singing Beauty School Dropout. And a teenage near do well. Just like in the movie, as the talk co-host Amanda Klutz danced the Viennese waltz. And still to come, baby rocks out. Finally today, a very different kind of lullaby. Baby is grooving at the piano. He's really getting into it. And while we're on the subject of adorable, this little guy is having a colicky day. Now check out the baby's side eye from his twin brother. <laughs> oh, we like to leave you laughing. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.